Hallelujah. All over the sanctuary. Let's just give the Lord a round of applause this morning. He's the King of all kings. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, for this another privilege to be in your presence. Good morning, everyone, our Christ Center family. We welcome you this morning to Christ Center Church. So glad to have everyone in the house of God. Those who are watching us via uh, internet, we thank you for watching us and tuning in with us this morning. We pray God will bless us this morning. We're going to invite you to stand. We're going to pray and ask the Lord's will to be done in the service this morning. That whatever our needs are this morning, we have a God that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above that which we ask or think. Amen. Pray with us this morning as we get into the presence of God. Father God, we thank you one more time for being in your presence this morning. Where we know you are the king of all kings, O oh God. You are the Lord of all lords. You are the Alpha and Omega. You are the beginning and the end. You are the first and the last. You are the immutable God. You are the only wise God. It is you that we adore. It is you that we worship, O oh God. It is you that we praise. And Father God, as we come before you present this morning to lift up our hands and to call upon your name this morning, O oh God. We ask you, Lord God, that you'll come in our midst, O oh God. O oh God, I pray and ask you, Lord God, that you'll move upon us like never before, Lord God. I pray and ask you, Lord God, to touch every person in this place, O oh Lord God, or whatever the needs are this morning, O oh, you will move upon them and that you will touch their minds and their heart. Lord, you will heal them completely and that they will be old, O oh Father God. God, I pray for a mighty move of your spirit, oh God, upon us, oh God, individually and collectively, Lord. I pray and ask you, Lord God, that the blessing of God will flow through us like never before. And someone would make up in their mind to get baptized in your name and to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Someone would make up in their mind to surrender their all to you this morning and not withhold nothing, oh God. For we know you are coming back for a set of people, oh God, that you have gone to prepare for. Lord God and truly Lord we want to be ready we want to be among the numbers when the saints go marching in oh God we want to be ready oh God to be caught up to meet you Lord God for you are truly great and worthy to be praised we worship you Lord we magnify your name we glorify your name we lift up your name we thank you Lord God in advance for what you're about to do and what you're doing in this hour Lord move upon us like never before we pray anointing upon the man of God as he come this morning that your anointing will be upon him like never before. Oh, touch those that are sick in their body, Lord God. Heal them and help them to be whole. Oh, Father God, we worship you. Help us that when we leave the service today, we can say we're surely good for us to be here. Lord God, we worship you. Oh, God, we love you. Have your way among us, oh God. It's not my will, but thy will be done. Let your will be done in everything that we do this morning. Have your way, Lord God. Speak to our hearts. Speak to our minds. Give us, oh God, the victory this morning, oh God. I pray and ask you, Lord God, that you speak to our hearts and that the Spirit of God will touch our praise singers individually and collectively, Lord. Have your
your way among us, O oh God. For this world is not our home, O oh God. And truly, Lord God, we're asking the Lord, God, that you'll come down like never before. Have your way among us, church. Oh, have your way among us, O oh God, in this place this morning. Lord God, we love you. We give you glory. Come on, church. Let's just worship him. Let's just worship him this morning. Let's just worship him this morning because he's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Let's just worship him this morning. Hallelujah. Let's just thank him for his goodness. Let's just thank him for waking us up this morning. Let's just thank him for placing us in our right mind. Let's just thank him for giving us a shelter over our head this morning. Oh, hallelujah. We love you. We praise you, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. In Jesus' precious name. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray.
Take me to that place. Take me to that place. 
back together and every desire is now satisfied here in your love oh there's nothing
Let's worship God. Hallelujah. For he turned the grave into garden. Hallelujah. Yes, he did. Only he can. Hallelujah. There's nobody but Jesus. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Only hallelujah, bow before you, Jesus. You are the only one who can, Lord. Who can stand before you, Lord? You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are the conquering light of the tribe of Judah. Iko to sakaraba baba bacheke. Nando roba ko sakaraba tiko. Makusha tata sakaya baba. Hallelujah, the only true white God. We glorify you. Yerobo ko sakaya baba. Nando riaseke tayabohosha.
can. He's the only one who can. He's the only one who can. There is nothing better than Jesus. There is no one like Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He's the only one who can. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, there is nothing better than you. There is nothing better than you. There is nothing better. Nothing is better than Jesus. Oh, you can't find another like Jesus. You can search all over the world. You will never find another like Jesus. He's the only wise God. He's the only true and living God. For there is nothing, nothing, nothing is better than him. I wish our world would come to know Jesus in a way like we know. Oh, because there's nothing better than him. We can search high and low. We can come up with the greatest of ideas. We can have all the riches of this world and it still can't compare to him because there's nothing better than him. Oh, there's nothing better than him. Nothing better than him. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. And with that saying, let's go before the Lord in prayer. If you have a prayer request this morning, I want you to slip your hands up in the air. If it's for you or for somebody, just slip your hands up to say, God, hear my plea, hear my cry. Just slip your hand up. We're going to go before the Lord in prayer this morning. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, for every uplifted hand, we all touch and agree being on one accord, being one this morning, Lord God, asking and petitioning for your will to be done for every request that is being made known, oh God, vocally, but also internally in our heart, in our thoughts. Lord, you're a mind reader. You know, oh God, all the questions. You know, oh God, all the prayer requests that is being made known, oh God, in our heart. Will you hear us today, Lord? They're healing that we're asking you to do, Lord God, because what? Only you can heal, Lord God. Only you can raise the dead, Almighty God. Only you can save, Almighty God. Only you can deliver, Lord God. And Lord, only you can bless us that we are blessed. And I pray today, Lord God, touching and agreeing with all my brothers and sisters in Christ this morning, that your will be done according to your will for their life, Lord God. According to your will for the person whom they're praying for. In the name of Jesus Christ, let it be so. We give you praise and honor, Lord God, for all this we pray in Jesus' name. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! 
Don't worry about offering. All right, while you're standing, turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. We're going to preach the word of God. You want us to preach the word of God, we're going to preach the word of God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. There's nothing, there is nothing, there is nothing. Oh, the Bible says he's sweeter than the honey of the honeycomb. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And man, oh man, there's some people that have tasted of Jesus this morning, and you know he's good, and there's nothing better than him. There is nothing sweeter like the Lord. Woo! Woo! I said Thursday night, at Thursday night Bible study, I said, Lord, and I said it to you all. I said, Lord, I used to hear when I first came into church, uh, when people talked about uh, a person being on fire for Jesus. I said, I used to hear that all the time. uh, And I don't know where that saying went, uh, where someone would say, they're on fire for Jesus. Uh, All of a sudden, these days, we don't hear that comment anymore. We don't hear that theme anymore, that they're on fire for Jesus. Uh, But I asked them that day, uh, I said, Lord, uh, let this church be on fire for you. uh, Because we want to be on fire. We want to do it the way you want us to do it. I don't know about you, but I want to be on fire for Jesus. Oh, I want to be on fire for Jesus. There's a scripture, before I even preach that, in Acts chapter, Acts chapter 4, um, audiovisual, Acts chapter 4, verse number 13. Let me show you something. I'm speaking to myself, but maybe it'll help you. Acts chapter 4 Verse number 13. Let me tell you, I've studied the word of God. I've gone to uh, schools and seminars. I've gone to a lot of places studying the word of God. Right now, I'm enrolled in a Bible school and studying the word of God. I'm always studying the word of God. And I've learned a lot about the word of God. But what I am afraid of, I may have gotten myself to a place where I understand it so well that I'm, I'm just not letting it just do what it needs to do. They say in, in, in professional sports, when you have a team, Brother Darrell, you know real good about this, when you have a team, especially the defense, when you come up with, with, with a, a plan, a scheme, as to how you want your team to play, it needs to be a plan or scheme that don't allow them to think, just react. And when you have a scheme where you're just reacting because you know it so well, it, it, it does differently for you than when you got to think as you're going along. And I'm afraid the church of God is trying to think as we're living for God. What are we thinking about when God is in control? What are we getting ourselves all focused on when God is on, in control? We need to be focused on him. And so I read this over again. I used to read this all the time. I don't know what happened. I used to read this text all the time. And I'm bringing it back into my life where it says in Acts chapter 4 verse 13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned. 
we, we, we have learned too much. We, we've got too much knowledge. We've got too much education that we've just got to act a certain way now. But this Bible says uh, when they saw and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. I wonder why you think somebody would be unlearned and ignorant. They unlearned and ignorant men. They marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And I have said to myself, God, I don't want to get around where people just think I just know the right things to say. I know how to carry myself just the right way and do all the right things. I'll rather them think I'm ignorant and unlearned as long as they can say he's been with Jesus. Call me what you want, but just say He's been with Jesus. That's what you need to say about yourself. Say, call me what you want, but let them say, she's been with Jesus. We don't need to impress. Only person we need to impress is Jesus. Let them call you ignorant. Let them call you unlearned. Make them call you uncouth. Let them think that you're stupid or something. As long as you have been with Jesus. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. And that's what I am going to endeavor to live out as I serve the rest of my life serving God. Just call me ignorant and unlearned. Say he's uncouth and he don't understand. As long as you know I've been with Jesus. Because guess why they know they've been with Jesus? Because the power of Jesus was manifested. See, when, when, when you look like you don't know what's going on or people think you're ignorant and unlearned, they will think it until the power of God starts working through you. Then they know, okay, he is not as ignorant and as uh, stupid as we think. There's something going on with him. There's something going on with her. Uh-huh. And so I'm not worried about it anymore. I'm just going to live out this Christian life like an ignorant and unlearned individual. Uh Uh-huh. And you can say whatever you want, but God's going to do what he got to do. Let me tell you something. The devil know who we are if if, if we will serve God and live for God. The devil will know who we are. There's a scripture in the Bible where the devil says, uh, 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 Paul, I know who, who says, um, Peter, I know Paul, I know, but who are you? If you will serve the Lord, the devil will know who you are. There's a song we used to sing. It says, we've got the devil on the run. When you become ignorant and unlearned, you will put the devil on the run. When you start acting conservative and full of knowledge and doing nothing, you can't put nothing on the run. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, we had our men's prayer here. Brother Kellerman came up with a very nice idea to have the men come together and just pray the scriptures. We never prayed one word about anything for us. We just prayed the scriptures. And while we're praying the scriptures, uh, a brother texts me and says, hey, pastor. I said, how you doing? I, I was just talking to Ethan about this this morning about how we adapt to where we are in the times and still be godly because normally I don't carry my phone into church service but now I, I realize there could be some things and, and so I'm battling that because years ago when I got to church my, my phone was in the car it never made it in the building but now I'm realizing that it could be something and so 
We're sitting over there. We're praying. And all of a sudden, the text come in. Pastor, what are you doing? I said, um, you know, you know, at the church. And he said, I don't know if my wife is okay. I said, what's going on? He told me a little something. I said, bring her on over to church. And we sitting and we praying. And now all of a sudden, it's my turn to pray. And I'm trying to pray. And I'm trying my best uh, to stay focused on the prayer. But I, I just couldn't do it the way I want to do it because I knew now. Man, y'all have no clue. I, I, I can't even explain it. I can't, sister, Riza, I can't even explain how, what God does when he calls you to do his work. I just got beside myself. I got so upset. I was so angry. Like, I couldn't even focus because anytime any one of y'all get attacked, I get angry. The devil come against any one of you. He got to deal with me. I get angry if any one of y'all get attacked. And he said, my wife just have gone. I said, bring her up here. I said it with an attitude. He probably didn't know it was an attitude on the phone. I said, bring her up here. But I had an attitude. And I, re- I laid over to my mom. She was behind me. I said, Sister Rizzo is on her way up here, and we need to pray for her. So get ready and go meet her at the door. I said, go meet her at the door. As soon as she come out of the car, bring her in. Okay, okay. I saw her. She don't know I saw her. I think she went and tiptoed went in the bathroom. Jesus. I know she had to go to the bathroom to pray. Jesus, help me. Jesus. And, and I know. It's okay because it's something I would do. When you know you got to do the business, you better be ready to do the business. And she went in the bathroom, then she went out to the door, and she go back and forth a couple of times. And then all of a sudden, here come Sister Rizza and my mom. And I look, and my heart was broken. Oh, my God, I can't tell y'all how my heart was broken. Mm-mm-mm. I held it together, but my heart was broken because I know that's not my sister. And so I said, oh, God. And so I had already told him, I said, when she come, just bring her right up here to sit down. Just, just, just bring her right here to sit down. And my God, Sister Rizzo was sitting right there. And Sister Rizzo didn't know who we were. I said, you know who we are? She said, no. And we're asking her questions that she couldn't answer. She was not aware of what was going on. And she's sitting there. And so I said, what's going on? And she's trying her best to explain and then she was just telling me how she, uh, it, it was just like somebody's chasing her and trying to attack her and, and trying to attack her and they're trying to kill her and, and all this stuff that she's telling me. And then she said to me, but when I came here, they weren't chasing me no more. She said she came into the building, they weren't chasing her no more. I said, they stopped chasing you? She said, yeah, they're not chasing me no, no more. So I said, okay, okay, okay. And so we anointed her with oil and we began to pray. We anointed her husband with oil, and we began to pray. And nothing happened right away because, again, we got to be ready. It's not going to, when you start doing the real work of God, it's not going to be pretty. It's it's not going to look good. It's going to bring you to a place where it's just going to be hard work. And so I said, come on, let me pray. I lay hands on her and began to pray with everything that was in me by the power of the Holy Ghost and began to pray and began to pray and began to pray and began to pray and began to pray. And And as time went on, I'm praying, I'm feeling the power of God just flowing. I said, oh, God, have your way. And as I'm praying, she grabbed onto Sister Jackson's hand and started pulling. And I said, "Mm mm-hmm. 
I knew because when she came in, she didn't want to encounter nobody. She was afraid of everybody. And so when I started praying and she grabbed on her sister Jackson's hand and pulled her in, I said, mm-hmm, she know what's going on now. Something has happened. And we prayed and we prayed. And then I said to her husband, I said, come on, we going to your house right now. Leave her here because she good right here. I said, come on, we going to the house. And we went in the house and we prayed throughout the house. And then we prayed for him. And guess what? We came back here and she, when I walked in, she looked, hey, pastor. I said, the devil, no, he is a liar. He can't do anything to us if we will live for God. And this morning, Sister Riz is in here, and she's in here in her right mind. Right mind. Right mind. Church, let's get back to the days. Of allowing the power of God to work through us because our world needs us. Not because of who we are, but because of who he is. For there is nothing. Nothing is better than him. Nothing is better than him. And so we need to get back to the place in Christ. How it used to be back in the day when we come together and the power of God is so strong that we just worship and praise God. I thought about Daryl and I thought about Tom. I said, man, they haven't experienced this kind of Christian life. And I'm glad they had a chance yesterday to experience what the power of God really means and what it can do. We hear about it, but we need our own testimony. We need to experience God for ourselves. We can hear the elders. We can hear other people, but we need to experience it for ourselves. We need to see the power work through us and work through our church. There is nothing better than Jesus. God wants to do something great in us and through us. There's nothing better than him. There is nothing better than him. There is nothing better than him. And church, I'm telling you, it's time to wake up. It's time to live in this thing the right way. It's time to sell out. It's time to say, here I am, Lord. The Bible says we are the body of Christ and we need to start functioning and operating as the body of Christ and do what God called us to do. If we don't do it, we're going to get bored with God. If we don't do it, we're going to get frustrated and back up and shrink back because we're going to say, well, I don't see nothing really different. Well, I don't see nothing happening. You know why nothing is happening? Because we're not engaging. We're not making ourselves available. We're not saying, God, I want to be on fire because the moment we engage, the moment we give ourselves to the Lord, he will show us something. We keep going through the regular motions and do the regular traditional thing. I'm telling you, church, uh, that's not the time anymore. That traditional just showing up to say I'm here, put me on the roll call, I'm present today. We need to throw that out the window and say, God, every time I show up is because I'm expecting you to work in me or work in our midst or work in our life. Every time we show up, we should expect God to do something. We can't, we can't be coming in the house of the Lord just coming, just, just always expecting for God to give you a good word. Faith without works is dead. I just don't want to hear about it. 
I just don't want to know about it. I want to be about it. I want to experience it. And this day and age, we need to experience it. We got to experience this, Sister Stacy. We got because the word of God, how often have we read this book and we've heard, we've read so many great things and we're saying, but why am I not seeing it? I said Thursday night, and I know the Holy Ghost made me say it, and I was not happy to say it, but I said it. I said Thursday night that in order for us to see great things, great things got to happen. And what I said was, if God's going to raise somebody from the dead, guess what happens? Somebody got to die. If God's going to have to heal somebody, somebody's going to have to be sick. If God got to bless you abundantly for you to really experience blessing, then you got to go broke. But none of us want to be used that way. And so because we don't want to be used that way, God can't show his power among us because none of us wants to be used that way. All of us want it all to be good all the time. Well, if it's good all the time, you will not see a miracle. The, 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 the people that are well have no need of a physician. If you're well, you don't need a physician. But if you're sick, if something is wrong, then you need a physician. And we better act like, and no, we need a physician. We need God to heal us. We need God to touch us. And even if it's not physical healing, we need spiritual healing. We need emotional healing. We allowed our emotion to get the best of us in, a, in, in, in these last few months worrying about our election. Our emotion got the best of us. We need healing from that. We need healing from that because we separate ourselves from each other when we're supposed to be one. All because our emotions, our emotions had nothing to do with Jesus. We got to get back to what it used to be like. I'm not telling you that we don't still embrace the times that we're living in. But as I told Ethan this morning, we embrace the times we're living in, but we make sure the foundation is still the foundation. And the foundation is Jesus Christ is almighty God in flesh. The foundation is he came to seek and to save that which was lost. The foundation is it's not the will of God that any should perish, but that all should be saved. The foundation is be holy. The foundation is be righteous. The foundation is signs and wonders shall follow them that believe. The foundation is those things. The foundation is you lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Here got my oil. Corona wasn't going to stop me from laying hands. Corona ain't going to stop me from laying hands. And, and if you're sick in the body, the Bible says call for the elders, anointing and praying the prayers of faith that you may be healed. I'm not going to allow Corona to stop me from laying hands. Maybe you allow it from stopping you from getting healed. But it ain't going to stop me from laying hands because I'm serving the Lord with gladness. I'm going to serve the Lord in all, with all my heart, all my mind, and I can't worry about whatever happens. Because to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I'm here, I'm in Christ. If I'm not here, I'm in Christ. I'm not losing no matter what, no matter which way it go. I'm not losing. So why am I going to worry about it? Why am I going to worry about it when to be with Christ is far better than to be in this world of misery and sometimes frustration? 
we need to change this thing up. It can't be like it used to be. It can't be. We can't live it the way we used to live it. we got to live it out. Can we be some of the people, and I'm not going to see the people, can we be some of the people that's going to decide that we're going to have to make our life hazardous? We're going to have to be like unlearned people, ignorant people, just as long as it's because of Christ. I'm not telling you to look foolish for, your, for, for other things. I'm saying if it's in Christ, don't worry about how you look. If it's in Christ, don't worry about how you sound. If it's in Christ, don't worry about how you may be perceived as long as it's in Christ. Yesterday, my wife did uh, prayer at 630. And of course, you know, she's saying, oh, you know, I said, don't even worry about a thing. Because you know what? You're doing it for Christ. You're not doing it for nobody else. So you get up there and you pray and don't worry about the camera on you. Don't worry about how you sound. Don't worry about nothing. Just pray. Just do what you normally do because we're doing it for Christ. Don't you worry about what you're doing for Christ. It doesn't matter what nobody else thinks. If he knows your heart is right, that's what's acceptable. That God knows your heart is right and he responds to your heart being right. He's not worried about it, so don't you worry about it. And what everybody else want to worry about, let them worry about it. But we got to go back to the old ways of doing things. The anointing oil got to be anointed. We got to we got to anoint and pray. We got to call on the name of the Lord. We got to command demons to leave. We got to we got to call those things that are not as though they were. I can't forget when I first got to church. One of my favorite scripture was signs and wonders shall follow them that believe. And if I say I believe, if I say I'm a man of God, if you say you're a man of God or a woman of God, then signs and wonders must follow you. God showed us signs and wonders. But what we have to make sure we do, because what I, what I really appreciated, what I believe that happened was we were one yesterday. God gave me the message of one before yesterday happened, before all of this stuff happened. God gave me what to preach, and you're probably not going to hear it this morning, gave me what to preach before Bible study. So I, Bible, usually the order of what I'm supposed to teach, I, you know, God helped me to understand what Bible study should be Thursday and what the message should be Sunday. This week he did it the other way around. I knew what Sunday message was going to be way early in the week. I said, okay, he's up to something. And then I finally got to Thursday. But the bottom line is I just know that, that what God is trying to get us to do is to stay focused on him, become one with him, and not worry about all that's going on. We got to get past what's going on. I told you all a long time ago when this stuff was getting crazy, I said, just, just kind of don't do the news as much anymore. You remember that? I said, just leave the news alone a little bit. Because, because they got to do what they got to do. I'm not upset with them. Their deal is to get you to watch. Get you to listen. So they're going to have to do something to get you to watch or get you to listen. And usually it's going to be something that gets you nervous, gets you scared, so you got to keep up with it. That's their job. I'm not mad at them. But what I'm telling you is I'm trying to help you protect your emotion. I'm trying to help you stay focused on Jesus. And if you listen to the news all the time, if you watch the news all the time, your emotion will be consumed and caught up. And before you know it, you're going to allow yourself to be pulled in that direction and let go a little bit of Jesus. No man can serve two masters. I laugh at myself all the time because I know I can't multitask, John. I can't. 
As a matter of fact, I'm so poor at multitasking, I, wa- I watch myself all the time. Sports teach me so many things. I'm not going to bore you with all that detail, but I'm going to tell you what I watch myself do all the time. I watch myself doing something, and when a thought come in while I'm doing it, I mess up. And, and you don't watch yourself. I watch myself. So, so wh- what I'm saying to you is when, you're not, when you don't stay focused on one thing, you mess up doing two things. You follow what I'm saying? If you don't stay focused on one thing, you mess up because you're going to find yourself trying to do two things. And so I find myself many times I'm doing this. I drop stuff a lot of times because I'm trying to do this and trying to do that over there. And I end up dropping that because my focus came off of the thing that I'm supposed to be doing. So I already learned about me. Maybe you need to learn about you. I already learned about me. Dude, stay focused on one thing, take it to the end, be done with it, then move to the next thing if you want to be good at what you're trying to do. If you want to be successful at what you're doing, one thing. So what I'm telling you, church, stay focused on him, Jesus. Make sure it's all about him and everything else and let it flow off of that. But trying to do him and everything else, it will cause you to do nothing good. It will cause you to not get it right because you're trying to do too much. Just do the one thing. I've already told you because I'm living it. Jesus, when you give your all to him, you will find yourself doing everything for him. And at the same time, he's taking care of all the other stuff that you thought you needed. Shauna, the way he work, pink lemonade, you so focus on Jesus that you will do less work for pink lemonade lemonade, and it will perform better when you're focused on him. I just watch him over the years. I watch him do stuff and I'm just like, whoo, I'm glad you did that, Lord, because I don't know how long it was going to take me to focus on serving you and then still try to do this other stuff over here. And that's what gets a lot of us trapped because we think that, you know, I got to do this before it's too late. I got to do this before time run out. So hold on one second, Jesus. Let me just hold on, Jesus. Don't go nowhere. Don't go nowhere. Just stay right there. Just let me handle this and I'll come right back. And Jesus is saying, let me say it for you. Let me say it for him what he's saying. Don't you worry about that over there. I will take care of you on that over there. You just come my way. You want me to give you proof? You remember I told you last week about the, the, the three men that, that, that was bid by their master to come and follow, to come to the, the dinner, the, the, the supper that was prepared for them. And one man said, oh, I just got married. And another man said, oh, I just bought some oxen. And another man said, oh, I just bought some land. I thought buying some land, I thought having some oxen just buying some, I thought getting married, I thought those are three valid good excuses for not coming to Jesus right away. And Jesus did not like that. He did not like that. So, so think about that. Marriage, property, and material things. And he says, don't you worry about that. You just focus on me. And when you focus on me, I will take care of those things. And so I find myself, you know, 20-something years into this afterwards, I realize, oh, oh, okay. All right, so the stuff that I like and I need, you, you'll make sure I can get them if I want them, as long as I keep on doing you. And I've learned that, so I'm talking to you from experience and the word of God, that, that you can't try to do everything all at once. Let it be all about him. And if you desire a nice house, you will get it eventually. Let it be all about him. And if you desire a nice car, he will make sure it's taken care of. 
You just let it be all about him. And if you want, you know, a child, he will make sure you receive a child. Let it be about him. And if you want to have other things, you will have it, a nice job. But let it be about him. But what what we've been trying to do is making it about him and still work on that. Making it about him and still work on that. And he's saying you're going to lose out on that. You're going to lose out trying to do your thing and do. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. So all the things that you think you want. He will take care of it for you if you just do his business first. If you just become one with him first. If you just live for him first. You seek him and put your focus on him. All the stuff that you're worrying about that you need to have, you will get it. And you will turn around mesmerized like, what in the world? How did that happen? I am telling you. He will he would be the one to open doors for you. He will be the one to make sure things work a certain way that you didn't think was possible. We're missing out on how God truly wants to bless us because how we're functioning is I'm, I'm going to serve you. Just let me do this real quick. And God is saying, when I call you, when I command you to come and be one with me, I don't want no excuse. You can say whatever you want. I don't want any excuse because you're acting like I can't take care of you uh, 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 for what you need and use you at the same time. Uh-huh. Friday night, I find myself, Friday night, the heart of Friday night, 6 o'clock Friday night, I got on the road. I'm driving to people's homes because they just bought homes or got a nice home and they say, can you come over and pray? And I'm going over there. But let me tell you this. I was driving over there in a Mercedes Benz. I don't know if you catch what I'm saying. I'm serving him. But he know I like Mercedes Benz. So he says, all right, take the Benz. It's like he got a whole lot of Benzes in the the garage. He just said, take that Benz and go serve me. Because I know you're serving me. So I'm serving him with what I like. I'm trying to show you how he works. But we're trying to do it the other way around. Hold on, Lord. Let me try to go over here and work this job and work some overtime and work some extra money because I want to buy this Benz. I ain't never worked no extra job or no overtime to get this car I got. As a matter of fact, when it was time for me to get this car that I got, somebody just came and gave me a whole bunch of money here for your next car. I'm just saying because just stay focused on him. That's all I'm saying. I'm not telling you anything crazy. I'm just telling you stay focused on him. It can work, church. It will work. It's the way it's supposed to work. That's the way God does things. And so if you will hear me this morning that there is nothing better than him. But let's not just sing it. Let's live that thing out like nobody else's business, that that there is nothing better than him. And as we carry ourselves through this world, we stay focused on him and let the power of God work in our lives. And so we become on fire for Jesus. Our children need to see us on fire for Jesus. People that we associate with need to see us on fire for Jesus. You'll live a peaceful life when you're on fire for Jesus. You want me to tell you how? When you're on fire for Jesus, Brother Sharp, people that don't want to have nothing to do with Jesus, they stay away from you. So they're not wearing you out. See, when you're not on fire, you're going to get people to wear you out. 
They're going to always want to talk to you. But they don't, they're not up to nothing. They just want to have conversations. They just want to sound educated, sophisticated. They just want to let you know what they know. So they come and weary out through conversation. They don't want to know Jesus. But when you're on fire, they think you're unlearned and they think you're ignorant. They don't want to talk to you. They don't want to talk to you. So guess what? Less stress in your life. Because they don't want to talk to you. They're like, ah, and they leave you alone. You know who talking to you? Only the people that want to know about Jesus. And you love Jesus so much and you want to focus on him so much that that just brings peace and comfort and joy to you when somebody sit down next to you and says, so tell me about Jesus. You want to know about Jesus? I'm just smiling from ear to ear. So tell me about Jesus. Oh, you want to know about Jesus? Okay, let's talk. It's everything to gain and nothing to lose when you serve God. Everything to gain when you stay focused on him, when you get on fire for him. When people say, what's going on? I'm, I'm, I'm going in the house of the Lord. Well, we, we, you got always, I'm going in the house of the Lord. You're on fire for him. Because you know what? When times get hard, guess who they calling? You that's on fire. They're not calling the one that's not on fire. They're not calling the one that's not on fire. I hate to say this, but people call me to come, and I'm saying to myself, why you ain't call so-and-so? Okay, I'm not going to go down that road. I'm not going down that road. But I'm just telling you that there are times where I think that because I'm saying. But the bottom line is people will always look to who they think is the real deal. Here go my elder last night again. Another thing the elder said last night. We had a men's meeting in Tin Falls. Here was what the elder said last night again. He says, you will always go back where you receive good food at. <laughs> the elder was so good last night. I love him. I love him. He was so good. He was just ministering with so much wisdom. He wasn't getting into all this. He was just, just all wisdom, just spewing out all wisdom. And wherever you get good food from, you'll go back. Uh-huh. If the food ain't good. Eh, you might go once, but you're really looking for another restaurant because you say, ah, food ain't that good. But wherever you go and you get good food, you will always want to go back. And what he's saying is, wherever you get fed the word of God and you say, woo, that's good word, you will always want to be here. If that's your priority. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. I'm done preaching today. I know, I, I know, I know, I know they want it a little bit differently sometimes, but virtual folks, some of you might know how this goes, but I am not preaching today. This is what the Lord want to do. He want me to talk to you the way I talk to you today. And um, the morning um, service, they got to hear the message on the title. It was entitled one. I don't know what to tell you about today. He, want, he wanted me to tell you about what I just told you about. But the bottom line is there's nothing better than Jesus and, 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 and when Sister Rizzo came in this morning, Sister Rizzo, you just blessed my soul this morning when you walk in. Because when you walked in yesterday, my heart was so broken. You was coming around the corner. You ain't want nobody to touch you. You ain't want to talk to nobody. And I'm just watching them struggling with you. You ain't even big. <laughs> you know, she probably weighed 30 pounds. <laughs> and I'm watching them struggle with this little lady. I'm like, oh, no, this is not good. If they got to struggle with Rizzo to get her in here, something is wrong. And we got her in, and God touched her, and the power of God is still working in her life. I, I told her, and I told her husband, and they know it. It's up to them, just like everything is always going to be up to us. 
God brought them to this church. Not me, not Tom, not, 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 um, not Paul, none of us. God brought them to this church. God wanted them to be here, and God connected us. I didn't know him from Adam. I didn't know her from Eve. And we just somehow connected, and God brought them to church. And I said, okay, Lord, this is what you want to do. So this is where God brought them. This is your church no matter what. Even if you try to disown this church, you can't because God said this is your church. There's no place else for you until God says differently. And I don't think he's going to say nothing different no time. Stay in the house of God. No matter what's going on, just come. You got to realize we don't judge in this church. Judge and you will not be judged. <laughs> judge not and you will not be judged. And we don't judge in this church. We love in this church. And so don't let the devil, because the devil got a way of telling you when you make a mistake, when you mess up, when things are wrong, the devil knows the only way you can correct your mistake is by coming in the house of God. <laughs> he knows that's the only way you can correct your mistake. So guess what he do? Don't go to that place. And he keep on piling guilt on you, keep piling guilt on you so you never come to the house of God and then you stay in your situation. Because now that you feel like you're not coming to the house of God, you feel like, what's the sense? I might as well keep doing what I've been doing. And he keeps piling on the guilt. But I'm here to tell you, just know that there's not one person. And if they in here, I'm going to rebuke them. If they in here judging anybody, nobody in this church is supposed to judge anybody. We're supposed to love everybody, not judge anybody. So you never feel no way, no matter what. And you never got to worry. Only see when I see people, I see how I can make their life better in Christ. I can't see nothing else. I can't see no faults. I see how can I help them be the best them in Christ? I don't see nothing else. So don't you worry about a thing. Don't you worry about anything that, that, that uh, people may think and say about you. Just know, come in the house of God. God will do what he wants to do in your life, and your life will be blessed. Don't stay away from God. He wants what's best for you. And every once in a while, it's going to be tough. It's going to be challenging. But don't stay away from God. Come in the house of God. Let God speak to your heart. Let God touch your mind. And listen, it doesn't always change overnight. Whatever it is that you're struggling, you're battling with, it doesn't always change overnight. But if you keep coming, we will see complete change eventually. We just don't want you to stop coming. We want you to keep coming. We want you to keep tuning in virtually. We want God to touch your life. Amen. I'm so glad about what God is doing. God has shown us a little something over the past couple of weeks. He sent me to Florida to go baptize two of our members in this church. They're virtual. And he sent me to Florida to take care of one thing. And we went to baptize um, Joe and Barbara, Mr. and Mrs. Korea. And so they are baptized in Jesus' name. I'm trusting that God is going to fill them with the Holy Ghost. And they will speak with tongues in a short while. Amen. And and and, and that was wonderful. Um, um, what God did for you yesterday, Riza, that that's just awesome. And Riza had a great night's sleep last night. She said, you know, 90%. That's way better than the, um, the night before when she came in here. So thank God for that. And then the property that we're looking for um, is under our nose. And I didn't know. It's under our nose. That's all I can tell you. It's under our nose. Um, we need um, the, the property costs $1.7 million. We have some money. I just never said it. We have, um, you know, a small percentage of it already, and we keep working at it. We want you to give, 
And if you can write a check for 1.5, 1.6, if you can write a check for $1 million, if you can write a check for $500,000, if you can write a check for $250,000, if you can write a check for $100,000, write a check for $50,000, if you can write a check for $100, if you can write a check for $5, we will take whatever you have to contribute towards our $1.7 million property because it's right under our nose and God want to give it to us. But remember what I told you about it. I'm, I'm, I, 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 I am so, so just convinced that all God is waiting for is for us to catch on fire. That's all he's waiting for. Because he knows that if we don't go into that building on fire, the building will drain us. Not financially, because I, I, we're going in without financial constraints. We're going in financially in the building, trust me. Somehow we're going to raise that money and pay for it. So we'll go in without being financially strapped. But what we will do if we're not careful is we'll get intoxicated with the building. Just like so many people do with their nice house and their nice car and their beautiful children and their nice career and their business and all of their nice clothes and pocketbooks and all of that stuff. They get intoxicated with that and they forget about Jesus. And that's what he's trying to get us to not do when we get the building. That's the only reason why we have not walked in that building yet. He's trying to get us on fire, Sister Josephine. That's it. That's all it is. It has nothing to do with money and all this stuff. He will provide it when we need it. He is saying, get on fire. Stop worrying about the things that you can't fix, that you are going to spend all your energy doing. He says, stop worrying about it. Get on fire for me, and I will bring you into the building. Let's stand. Listen, God is good. There is nothing better than him. And so we're going to give our offering this morning. I guess I gave the offering spiel already. Get your offering in your hand. We got to give a good offering. At some point in time, I'm going to come to you and I'm going to be asking you to, to dig deeper than you've been digging. So I, I, would, I would advise you, start putting some good money to the side. Start putting some good money to the side so when the time comes, we can all give a good, solid offering so we can walk into that building and, and, and take control of it. And the good news is, church, the building is close by. So you don't have to worry about, are they going to move? And no, I can't get to the church. Nope, nope. The building, no, no exaggeration. The building is four minutes, five, if you catch a light, <laughs> if you catch a couple lights from here. And the neighborhood, outstanding, class. So it's right under our nose. It's right at our fingertip. All we got to do is get on fire for Jesus and give, and he will do the rest. Because we can only give what we can give, and so he will make sure he will back up what we don't have. But all he wants for us to do, be on fire for him and stop making this about all the other stuff that we make it about. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be in your presence this morning. We thank you for touching Riza and healing her in a tremendous and mighty way. We thank you for touching Paul, Lord God. We thank you for them. We thank you, Lord God, for Miss Joy, the healing that you are bringing forth in her body and all the people, Lord God, that are sick among us that you're healing. We thank you for their healing. We thank you, Lord God, for just reminding us of 
being on fire for you, Lord God, not worrying about the, oh God, the, the, the naysayers and those that are on the outside, but just being focused on you, understanding there's nothing better than you, Lord God. I pray today that there will be a move of God for us to pray like we've never prayed, for us to be one like we've never been, for us, Lord God, to be on fire for you, Lord God, in whatever way you need us to be on fire. And then there will be a spirit of giving that will come upon us as a people, a spirit of giving, Lord God, that we will want to give, not just to see the kingdom of God expand, but Lord, to those who are in need, let there be a spirit of giving that will grip us, uh, that we will be on fire like we've never been burning Lord God that we will pray like we've never prayed and that we will come together as one like we've never done forsaking what we have to forsake to make sure we please you we pray and ask you these things in Jesus name somebody say amen if you want to give electronically you can give us to Patrice if you're here if you're online go to our website christcenteronline.com christcenteronline.com or you can go to PayPal and you can give that way you can see Sister Patrice and give that way and let God just bless you and give unto you. Amen. I thirst the world that it could do me man's empty praise and treasures that fade never enough Then you came along And you put me back together And every desire is now satisfied Here in your love Oh, there's no
Sometimes you just want to just bask in the presence of God, you know, where God can have your way. You know, you hear a little nuggets here, you hear a little dear little, and, you know, that's all God wants you to hear. Amen. But I'm so honored this morning, you know, Pastor, you know, God is doing something, you know. Um, you know, um, I just want to take a few seconds just to echo a little bit of what Pastor was saying about Sister Risa when she came in yesterday. As, as he opened his mouth and said something, my, my eyes just full of tears. You know, and, um, you know, it was tears of joy knowing what God is going to do and what God did in your life. And, uh, you know, while I was there praying, sis, you know, and, um, you know, after we went, came from your home, and then I said to Sister Risa, you know who I am? She said, Brother Scarlett. <laughs> so, you know, but before, as Pastor was saying earlier, she didn't know who I was or she didn't know who anybody was. But that's the God that we serve. And I'm so glad I'm a part of what God is doing in this hour. It's good when you can have an experience. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we love you. We thank you for being so good to us, oh God. More than we can imagine or think, oh God. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor, Lord God. You alone, oh God, are worthy to be praised. You alone are the holy, wise God. You are the one that died for us. You die for us. We love you, Lord God. 
We ask you to bless us. Keep us as family together. Keep us as one together, Lord God. I pray you will bless us as we depart from this place. Oh, God, help us never to forget where you brought us from, Lord God. Bring us to a different home and aboard, oh God. I pray you will continue to protect us. Let your hands be upon us, oh God. I pray that you will bless our going out and our coming in. We give you all the glory and all the honor. In the awesome name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said amen. Everybody said amen. Everybody say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. The Lord bless you. We love you. Stay connected with God. Amen. God bless you in Jesus' name. Praise God.